Hi, my name is Yazazov from OnePay Myanmar, and you're listening to the Lottie Files podcast. It's hard to get content in Myanmar. I used to have to shift the axis of satellites just to catch signals to watch cartoons. Everything is not a pivot. It's more like a, it's like a path. It's like a slight curve, and it goes to a spot I'm okay with because everything that happens happens for a reason. It actually started with just a loading icon. And then someone told me about Lottie files. So that's when I tried it out and it re-sparked everything. Welcome to the next revolution in motion. Welcome to the Lottie Files podcast. I'm your host, Edmund. Today we have an awesome guest with us. Yarzar Zaw from Myanmar talking to us about his experience as a designer, animator, and many other things that we'll get into. Yarzar, are you there? Hi. Hi. I'm How here. are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. There's one thing that's apparent from your portfolio on your website is that you do a lot of things. Please just introduce yourself how you typically would like to introduce yourself. I mean, I would love to call myself an animator. I'm still in the process of getting there. I'm just an artist, still in the process of finding my place. I go where I'm needed when someone wants visuals or designs, especially in a country where it's mostly business uh, focused. So that's, that's where the opportunity is. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. That's awesome, Yarzar. We're really glad that you are helping fill the gap in places where there's a need for motion, animation, and, and design. It's so good to have you on this podcast. And it's so good to have you just as a user of Lottie Files. I want to start by asking you, so I know you're from Myanmar. Are you in Myanmar right now today? Yes, I am. Yes. Cool, cool. Let's get into it, Yarzar. You told me an interesting story when we were talking earlier, but tell, tell our listeners and our viewers the story of how you came to be in this space that you are today. Since I was a kid, I've always been intrigued by animation. It's hard to get content in Myanmar. I used to have to shift the axis of satellites just to catch signals to watch cartoons. That's how far I had to go just to see cartoons. And I've always loved them. I grew up with them, how they have commercials and merch for these cartoons. And I've always wanted them. And the only way to get these toys was to fly to Thailand, example. I would buy the toys and bring it back with me, which is why I have tons of toys today. If you can see on the video, it's right behind me. <laughs> I can see, I can, all, yeah, I can see them. Yeah. So these are toys all from your adventures, Thailand and all around the world. Yes, so I, I do travel often. Not recently though, with all the COVID happening. But then uh, whenever I get to travel, I like to bring back anything that inspires me that I can use for references. So I don't know if you can see from this distance, but it's mostly Pokemon because it, it's a company that surpasses many mediums that goes from games to video, to toys, to books. So it's a very good example. It, it, it has a special place in my heart. And, I, and whenever I do something, I would always try to model it after how would Nintendo, Pokemon, Game Studios, or any of these kind of uh, cartoons, these kind of companies, how they do it here. So you have an awesome collection of Pokemon, but they make a wonderful source of inspiration for your work. Yes. So with that curiosity early on, that's why I pursued my dream to learn more about animation. 
And of course, that means trying to head to America where animation is most dominant. But then me being from Myanmar and in, in a sanctioned country during that time, I couldn't go there to study animation. So I had no choice but to study animation in Australia. I tried going back to the States for my master's, couldn't. So I had to go back to the UK, which is a blessing in disguise because I do, they do have certain types of animation that are very dominant in that area as well. Like Australia is good with special effects and like movie level or game industry 3D animation. That's where I picked up some of that from. UK, stop motion. I went to the city where Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run, the stop motion animation was done. So I got to pick up some uh, stop motion animation techniques. So that still doesn't exist in Myanmar too. So it's something I could also get into. So then uh, with all those indirect, like all these coincidental places that I've been to, I do pick up things which I do still apply today. It's all a blessing in disguise and I'm very grateful everything has happened this way. Yeah, that story about having to move satellites just to watch cartoons. But to be frank, it's not something that a lot of people necessarily have to deal with, especially in the Western world. So thank you for presenting that situation in a way where we could understand how, how much your love for cartoons, animation has really pushed you to do what's necessary. And it seems even in pursuing your educational dreams, wherever you were somewhat limited or, there, or you faced an obstacle, you essentially not only made the best of it, but you took the best from it. It seems like in the different parts of the world where you've been, you've taken like their, their best things and you're bringing it back to Myanmar. True. Yeah. If you could look at your journey up until today, when would you say things really changed for you? What was that inflection point where you really started to become that person that you always wanted to be as a professional animator, designer. Tell us about when you think that happened for you. I wouldn't say there's any major pivot. I'm still in that moment too. Um, it's like I said, I'm still finding, I'm still finding my path where I fit in, where I belong. Uh, and the journey itself is still ongoing. Nothing to me is a major pivot, even at the moment where I couldn't go to the States. Of course, it was still a down moment where I was like depressed. I couldn't go to the one place that animation dominant in, you know, Disney is there, Cartoon Network, WB is all there. There's nowhere else I wanted to go and couldn't go. So even with everything that happened already, it's okay. Everything is not a pivot. It's more like a, it's like a path. It's like a slight curve and it goes to a spot I'm okay with because everything that happens happened for a reason. So then I wouldn't say any, there's any pivot that made me change in any way. Yeah. Before we dig more into animation, let's just talk about all the different parts of your person that make up the whole. So what else are you into? There's animation, there's developing mobile apps. Tell us a little bit about those different aspects of yourself. Oh man, it's more like... I've been in everything else but animation. <laughs> Being here, everything business, dude, I've invested in a school. I have brought entire EDM Ray festivals, which I designed, branded, and marketed. I helped design water bottles, beer cans. I have designed products, everything but animation over here. From the food and beverage industry to branding entire zoos, which I just recently finished. And then... So this is everything I do right now will be part of what I'm going to do later on. 
Got it. Got it. You know what? We hope that even with platforms and tools like Lottie Files, that maybe we can give you an opportunity to get more of your animation time back. Because with Lottie, for example, smaller file format, faster processing, maybe you can steal some of your time back so that you can start doing more animation. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That is exactly what I did since like more than six, seven years back. I've, I just recently finished a UI. I told myself, if it's this hard for me to try to get back to pure animation, why not just make animation for the app I'm already working in? So that's exactly what I did. I got someone to replace me to design the UI. And then I just told everyone, I'm just going to focus on making uh, animated content for it. It actually started with just a loading icon. And then someone told me about Lottie file. So that's when I tried it out and it could re-sparked everything. Since I do have to continue my project with one pay, like, why not? I'm just going to make some more into the app that is animated as well. And, and, and the cool part is it does, it's not limited to just icons rotating. So I do have almost free reign on what I want. <laughs> so then yeah. uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. Nice. So tell us a little bit more about OnePay. Tell us about the, the app, the company. Sure. OnePay is a lifestyle focused e-wallet app that covers your everyday needs from bill payments to even astrology. If you wanted to, it can do travel tickets. It can do mobile top up. We're trying to put all of that everyday spending behavior into one app. Just, to, just for your convenience, just to save time. And it's not only about payment too. We're trying to get into more that is not also about payments. We're getting there. So uh, we just want it for the new gen digital age app users just to save themselves a little bit of time because every day is a busy day. And I don't want to hold anyone down with very slow payment you know, processes and scattered everywhere, hard to find. So we're just trying to make it easy and convenient for everyone in one app here in Myanmar. Interesting. So what you're describing to me sounds like a super app. We've been described that, yes. Awesome. So talking about the app, tell us specifically about what was it like before Lottie? And then once you started getting introduced to Lottie and inserting it, what were you doing with Lottie? So I have implemented animation in apps before OnePay. There were a few other apps I've done before in websites and in other apps. We have always been limited to GIF files and video files. It's always been also a burden. Like it, it's something that is limited on both sides. I always wanted something more uh, streamlined than GIFs. I do know GIFs can get blurry and I know video files are large, but there's never been anything else. And then from the developer side, all they can accept at that moment was GIFs and video files. At the same time, they would complain about these sizes. We've all, I've always wondered what's a solution, what's a solution. And only about three years ago, three, four years back, someone just mentioned it out of nowhere. We were debating what to do, how to keep files small. And someone just randomly said, what about Lottie file? I'm like, what? What's the Lottie file? So I went over to his computer. He brought up some website. And then it was talking about Lottie files. And since he, he knew that I work on after, uh, AE, After Effects, so he said, why not try this? And that's how it all began. Wow, that's great. That's really great. With Lottie files now being used in your app, you said it, you're using it for more than just a welcome screen. You're using it to enhance the experience, communicate the functionality. If we could talk about animation in mobile apps, what do you think the role of it should be or could be? 
Oh, so to start off, I've only experimented. It's currently live on our app right now, like two different Lottie file animations. We would plan to add more. So yes, there will be more in the future, not a lot at the moment. As for the role, animation in apps adds personality and enhances the overall experience. If there's too much, it's annoying. If it's too little, it feels very bland. So it has to be done right and balanced. We've had positive comments whenever we implement any animated content in our app. This is since before Latte, which is why we want to add more. But then to add more animation in the app pre-Latte would mean bigger file size. Being in Myanmar, where everyone relies on uh, 4G, file sizes are very sensitive. So we do have to always keep in mind when we develop our apps to keep our file sizes small. It's one of the reasons why we also cannot implement many animated content in, in the UI because GIF files and video files can get large when they start accumulating. So that's one of the reasons why Lottie Files is a great addition and we do want to try to implement it even more. That's interesting. When I first found Lottie, I was just amazed at uh, a file format that is about six times smaller than your average GIF or video file. If you looked at Lottie as an image, the GIFs and video files are like elephants and Lottie is like a tiny little dog. Like it's really amazing. But with what you're describing, you're really talking about the utility of Lottie, which is very useful in a country where data exists on mobile platforms. So when you talk about bandwidth, and trying to load an app, Lottie essentially allows you to have the same fidelity of some of the big animations that people are used to doing, but in a smaller file format. That's really yeah. interesting. Could you talk a little yeah. bit more about the Lottie Files platform or just Lottie as it enables you to work with different people on your team, like developers and other designers? Because in the past, my understanding was that they work together, but a lot of their workflows and systems were not integrated. Whereas in Lottie, you now have this common language, which is the JSON file that the developers and designers can work with. Talk a little bit more about that. So yeah, that's that middle area, that sweet spot where it merges between the two from the app developer side to me being an animator. We've always had that split where we've had issue trying to pass over my animated file to a developer for them to implement into the app. So this entire workflow process, which does not even have a major impact on the workflow and pipeline itself, but still created a giant impact on how I can pass it over. No questions asked, no complaints about file size. They don't even say a word. They just take it, implement it. And that's that middle area that we've been needing for a while. And the software just works. I've used it before and I've just recently used it just a few days back and it works just as well. Back then I managed to get it working. I know nothing about coding and I was able to get it on preview to visualize on preview. It worked. When I passed it to them, they were able to get it working too. I have not had an issue since before and I recently had not had an issue now. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So why don't we take a minute if you don't mind, but could you share your screen and show us the OnePay app and some of the functionality where you've inserted Lottie's? So you can see OnePay here at the bottom. Yep. So this is OnePay. We already have Face ID implemented. This is our main UI. We've had, we've, we try to implement daily living use cases into our app just to make it more convenient for everyone here. As you can see, like I said earlier, there's mobile top up for your you know mobile top up needs and data. 
one bills for your everyday living, electric bill, water bills, uh, every kind of bills. So we have from donations to attractions, you can pay for school fees, you can order food, you can pay for insurance. So we've already partnered with uh, a lot of people. They're all on board, all our merchants to be able to pay for all sorts of needs for everyday life. So that's only one bills alone and one travels. It's just more like local travels, flights, one codes for the esports mobile gamers, or you can buy iTunes gift cards. So we try to be the all-in-one app. Yeah, it looks great. Thank you. So what we're very good at is money transfer. So we play well with foreign visa card. You can basically come to Myanmar. You can use your foreign cards to have it linked to this and you can start using it. So that's how it's supposed to be tourist friendly. It's also local friendly. You can use your card. The money transfer is easy. We have a QR system for scan and pay. So we are also powered by a bank and we also do host the bank's card services. So it's like a two-way kind of thing. Did we just see a lottie? There was a little guy at the bottom looking up. Yes. So the uh, first one's up there on the top right. Yeah. That was my first animated icon. Nice. This is a lottie file. Nice. It is not a GIF. It is not a video file. It is a pure lottie file <laughs> that works. That's, yeah. Wow. That's really nice to see. So it's just a little angel just trying to decide what card to choose from. It's also my second one I'm testing with. Got it. This is really nice. Now from idea to prototype slash production, like how long did it take you to even test the Lottie and be able to see it in the app? It only takes me under a day to get the uh, animation itself done and to implement it is basically whenever the next update is, which is usually in the weeks. So maybe for two to two to four weeks as a new update of the app, they can just shove it in. Uh, we already can see it in our like test flight or the beta testing app that they, they hand to us. So we can already see it by then, which is already like a week later. So implementation time is really fast and they've never had issues with it. So far, so good. Yeah, this is great. If I could ask, this app serves a lot of needs in Myanmar from payment to mobile top-up and dining and, and all sorts of things. But if you could tell us, or if you know, if it's publicly available, like how many people like currently use OnePay in Myanmar? So we have, we've been out, we already like about one and just over one and a half years old, reaching two. We launched end of 2019. We currently have nearly half a million users, a quarter million from the OnePay side, another quarter million from the bank users. So it's like interchangeable. Wow. You're spreading the word and really pushing out this new tool, platform, workflow. That's amazing that we get eyeballs and the way you're using it, which is being able to show high fidelity animations and communicate great apps and functionality in limited bandwidth. That That is like the perfect use case for Lottie. Yeah, I have to really highlight that limited bandwidth. We just recently got back our 4G, our, our mobile internet. And even with that, it's very limited and very slow. So every yeah. kilobit counts. Wow. You know what, Yarzar, in the future, I know we've talked about probably doing a webinar, but I would love to have a webinar focused on mobile app developers and designers. And I think your use case 
it's a lesson for people to try to be very simple and yet profound. And I think Lottie's a good expression of that. But I would love to have you in, in that because there's the argument that some people could make just because Lotties are so much smaller. You could have so many of them, but that's a use case that's very prevalent in, in the Western world and countries with better internet bandwidth because they have the bandwidth. You don't have that. So you literally have to simplify and focus down to like exactly what your user needs. And I think that's a lesson for all of us, whether you're a mobile developer or, or a designer, is to really try to whittle things down to the perfect action you're trying to inspire. You sound even more like a product manager when I'm talking to you <laughs> because you're doing the design, you're doing the implementation, a little code and you can see it, but then you're at the top looking at the overall vision and having to bring it all together. Oh, no, I know nothing about code. I do help with just the visual UI design. So what you just saw, that's the whole layout that I came up with. And humans are naturally complicated and it takes more effort to be minimal. When we first started OnePay, we really tried to be as minimal as possible. Before OnePay, when you used to sign up in apps in Myanmar, it used to be over 10 pages long. They would ask for your father's name. They would ask for your, that's how you would sign up in an app here. So we just tried our best to remove whatever is unnecessary, keep it as minimal as possible while of course being legal and proper and professional. So I do not take full credit for this. All of this, all of the ideas and the drive to have one pay up and running goes to our MD, Ted Teza. Awesome. Are there any surprises for the kinds of people you've seen Lottie's bringing together? Are there any other like professionals you've seen it bringing together on Teams? I'm the only animator in OnePay. Myanmar is a very business-centric country. Everyone who even goes out to study is all business. So everyone coming back, there's barely any animators, uh, especially animation in the app. They do have animators now. It's starting to grow. The animation community here is growing. It's getting there, but it is not for apps. It is may maybe for video content about an app, but it's never in an app. So I have not seen anyone yet locally in Myanmar at the moment. I do not know anyone personally outside of Myanmar as well using Latte files. So um, that's something I really am interested to learning about, like just, just to see and see more people get into it, especially looking forward to knowing more people using it at the moment as well. But currently I know no one at the moment. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna make an introduction for you. I'm gonna introduce you to Christian San Jose. We just had him on episode five and he's in the Philippines. Christian wow. um, is actually part of the team that puts on Graphica, the yearly design conference. And he also has a school, which is interesting. He has a school, it's called UX Plus University. And he's wow. actually building a school. It's an online school for aspiring UX professionals to build their careers. Tell us a little bit about the school that you built. It's just a local private school with a Myanmar curriculum. There's lots of opportunity here, but happens just to be business. Other countries are all developed. Here, it's a different story. Uh, yes, we're in a difficult time now with all these political things going on, but then there's lots of opportunity here before and now at the moment. It wasn't even a school. It was supposed to be a pie shop. And obviously they wanted me on board to help with the marketing, the branding as usual, because I'm the artist around that they know of. They put me on board this pie shop, which somehow ended up being a school. 
<laughs> so it's now a school we've been running for nearly a year and a half, two years, nearly two years. That's amazing. From selling pies to feeding minds. I'm only on board because they, they needed some branding as well. It took us about half a year just to find someone to replace me and one of my colleagues in the marketing design department. It's very hard to find people in the art area, in the art community, someone who does design in any form from illustrator yeah. to Photoshop. It's just hard to find people here. That, that is why I get passed around a lot for, from high shop to school to an EDM festival to designing water bottles. So I get passed around a lot. It's the same software, Photoshop, yeah. Illustrator, After Effects. Yeah, we're definitely going to help more people gain leverage. And one of the ways we do that with Lottie Files is we have a marketplace. And it's, of course, great for designers and developers to sell their designs and their Lotties and whatever. But... It's also, we also have an opportunity for people to actually get hired for their work. So now that you say that, we got to find one or two more people in here that do some of this work. So I'm going to think about that some more. Maybe we need to have a Lottie Files chapter in Myanmar that we can start to build up. That'd be great. Yeah. So going on in working with Lotties, my question for you is, as long as you've been dealing with Lotties, what are some of the common questions that you get or that you ask that maybe you found an answer to oh man it's it's not about that it i'm more happy that i'm not getting questions that is the sweet part okay i've, I've been getting questions all the way before lottie right after lottie, no more questions they just take it that's what i'm happy about there's no more oh yaza please decrease the file size it's too big and i have to go back decrease the pixels resolution frame rate the overall quality goes to trash and then it still has to go in the app. No more, none of that. No more questions, none of that. I'm very happy that there's no questions anymore. <laughs> Love that. I couldn't have made up a better answer, even if I tried. That's great. That's great. <laughs> now, one of, the, one of the things I always ask our guests is you're working in Lottie, you're working in animation and using so many different tools. You get to see Lotties all over the internet. Are there any like great examples of Lotties in the wild that you've seen that you just think are like amazing? I have actually, uh, I, I've been seeing this a lot and I only recently found out it's a lot of files. I'm a heavy user of the Google Home app because uh, yeah. I do have a smart room and I've been seeing all these cute animations happening in the app. I'm already aware of Lottie files, but I wasn't, I didn't know that this was a Lottie file. Only a few days back, I did find out that the Google Home app the animations when you first set up the smart home are all created, are all Lottie files. Yes. That's one of the, yeah, surprises. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to the folks, Google Home, all that. Really nice to see that. Thank you so much for mentioning that. Yeah, thanks for bringing up that Lottie in the wild. That is awesome. So let's quickly do some summaries and predictions. All right. Lotties have been around since about 2015, so give or take five, six years. Could you just, if, if you wouldn't mind, just summarize what you think the impact has been to your space vertical industry over the past five, six years? How would you summarize it? Oh, okay. Back then, it was too technical for especially the animation side to keep up. It's very code-centric, and I had to preview my animation in weird code-testing sites that I don't understand. But as time passed, the software the user base, the user friendliness, and even the generated content all matured 
into what we see today. And, and it's only the beginning as well. Let's transition that into the future. So paint me a vision of the future as it relates to Lottie's in animation, motion design, in any context that applies to you. There are already a lot of After Effects animators, vector-based animators that exist already, that are already making for apps and ones that don't make for apps. With Lottie files here in the picture, it creates this easy to jump in platform, easy to integrate into their pipeline as well for these people who, are, who don't animate in code to begin with. So with this in the middle, everybody can easily jump in, right? And implement themselves into this area that they normally won't be in because I, I do know some motion graphics people who do animate in vector, but never thought of being in the app platform, in the mobile app industry. They just do it for the video platform, video medium. So it's an additional platform for these people to jump on, which makes it even more of a useful um, area to be in because before they, they don't, they're not aware of it. They don't know it. They don't know it can be done. Now that it can be done, it's the same pipeline anyways. It's a little tweak. The learning curve is barely there. There's no barely any learning curve. I tried it myself. If I can do it, anyone can do it. It is just that easy. And then I definitely know that people much better than me, much more driven, and they just are not aware. And if they are aware and when they, when they try it out, suddenly they can just, from animation for video, they can jump into making animation for apps. Suddenly, and there's many apps out there now. Every day there's a new app coming up, even in Myanmar. So it's not only me. Somebody in Myanmar can learn Lottie files and they can be making animation in another app that is not one pay. Wow, that's so good. So you're saying that the presence of Lottie, Lottie files opens up new worlds for people to literally like travel into a new world and still deliver value. Because now people that were producing animations for just video content can now do it for almost anything. Exactly. It's like an additional skill set they didn't even know they got. Amazing. We love to be able to deliver that kind of value. And there's so many amazing people working on Lottie, which of course is, is open source, but Lottie Files is taking that open source, building upon it and actually taking it even much farther by building a whole ecosystem of tools around it. Let's wrap up with closing. I want to ask you a couple of things. You're at one pay, you've done all these other projects aside from animation, building schools, designing zoos and things like that. But what are you working on next? I'm trying to go back to my roots, uh, trying to be more animation heavy. So that's why I have given up my uh, position on working on UI. So that everything onwards, it's all animation and character creation, which is why I'm very excited to try Lotifal. We have a mascot in our app. So I want to bring that to life with a mix, of course, Lotifal animation and some experimental like 3D printing. My hobby is 3D printing. So I do want to do something with that skill, maybe get into 3D modeling again as well, and then try to maybe just circle around and focus around that animation aspect of things because 3D modeling can carry over to animation which also carries over to 3D printing. 2D animation carries over to Latte file animation. So it's all in that area. And it's the two things I'm good at. I'm looking forward to that. So Yarzar, looking back on your career, your life so far, now that you're where you are, 
what would you tell your younger self? Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. That is a deep and beautiful question because I've had ups and downs, places I couldn't go, limitations in my education, had to go between things. At the same time, if I had something to say to my five years ago self, everything that happens, like happened for a reason, just as long as the goal remains the same. With that being said, there's no path I'd rather take than the one I'm already on. I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for the people I've met, the partnerships I've created, the opportunities I've been given, and even the ups and downs of life all are part of the journey I've yet to complete. It's still an ongoing process. There might be a situation where maybe there's something you wanted to say and I didn't ask you about it. So what's a question that I haven't asked you that you wish I did? I kind of mentioned it earlier, but it's also something that you should ask others too whenever you have someone on their podcast. It's what are their hobbies and how it influences their work? You're right. We did talk a little bit about it, but why don't you answer that question again in your words? The thing about hobbies is it can be very drastic to what you currently work on and mine happens just to be very related but for some people it can be different but the thing about that is sometimes even if it's very different very drastically different it somehow integrates to how you work and things so for example i know it's a very bad example but my inspiration and my, my hobby is to collect and play pokemon which is already a very good example because it does cross over between different mediums games books magazines, anything that you can think of Pokemon has done. So using that as an example, uh, including Disney as well. So using those two as an example, it's always how I would try to imagine things. Like example, like with the school and with the zoo business, how would they brand the zoo? What kind of merch should they give? What kind of visuals should we advertise on TV? How should the experience be when you enter the zoo? How should the animals be shown? So all of that, like it's all related at the end of the day. And it applies to any hobby that you have as well. So it's all related in a way when it comes to the workspace, it bleeds over. Thank you. Thank you. So we're on this podcast and your session here with me is going to inspire a lot of people around the world. And we hope it also inspires designers, animators, and UX professionals in Myanmar. But if there's something that the community, the Lottie Files community, the motion community can do to help Yarzar, what would it be? It's to keep on documenting in forums the entire creative process, the techniques, how, the lot, how their work is done. So that way, beginners, people who are willing to learn, they can easily search for it. So uh, that's very important because when I first started Latte Files, the tutorial, they weren't around a lot. So it's hard for me to find an easy way. Now you can find it everywhere. So that's very important too, because me being in Myanmar, where we just got internet, content was never created back then. So now that we have internet, we can't find Myanmar content now because no one ever posted on it. So that's like, just like a kind of example. So anyone who can document as much as possible, the techniques that you can, the special techniques to do things that are that brings Lottie Files to its to the edge of Lottie Files. Like there, sometimes limitation just uh, promotes more creativity. You got it. I'm gonna make sure to take that clip and share it with our community on Discord so that they start to understand like how 
so important it is to you because if we can get a few more people in Myanmar designing and in motion, that's going to be a huge impact. And um, I think a lot of our, our community members want to have a huge impact around the world. So thank you for giving us that, that challenge that we can go accomplish for and with. You really appreciate that. All right, we're coming to the end. Two more questions. Who should we invite next to the Body Files podcast? <laughs> Who should you? I thought about that. That's a bit, that's a tough one. Maybe have someone over to discuss the importance of animated visuals in modern apps to maintain the engagement of Gen Z users. It is really important these days. I've noticed they're adding more uh, movement in apps, especially look at um, Robin Hood. There's new like Revolut and those new age stock exchange slash like digital bank. They've been adding more animation. It's a, those are very good examples. All right. Last question before we sign off. How can people find you, connect with you, just and just tell you like you're an awesome person? How can they find you? You can find me in my website. I do have a portfolio website just for clients sometimes. You can find me at yarzar07.com, darzar07.com. I put all my, most of my art there just sometimes when, you know, my parents want to show off what their son did. <laughs> so, so like, there, just go there. <laughs> That's awesome. One last question before we go, and I didn't ask you this specifically, but you said you make your animations from scratch. Can you yes. just talk to us about the process of doing that? What does it look like for you in terms of making it? Let's not even talk about once you get into Lottie, what does that whole look like for you just to make it convenient i hand animate it frame by frame on an ipad first i do have a wacom but it's too large and clunky so when i'm out and about i can draw it by hand on an ipad and then i carry it over to illustrator that's why i have it vectorized and then i bring those shapes into after effects all the relating shapes are frame by frame connected and then the tweens right the automatic tweening will help with that to link between the frames so it's a mix between traditional animation, carry it over to Vector, carry it over to After Effects, then magically convert it into code. <laughs> nice. You were talking about using the Wacom graphic tablet versus the iPad. What makes the Wacom funky for you? I am using the giant pen tablet just right behind me. And yeah, it is just, you can't bring it around. When I get more into animation, when I start to be uh, here in the studio more, it will help me, especially in 3D. But then yeah. uh, just iPad Pro alone, like really hurt the competition. It changed things. It makes everything easier. You can even 3D model in an iPad if you want to. But then 2D animation in iPad on the go with like 10 hour battery life really helps with the process. It's faster because I cannot move my Wacom around. It's on a 10, 20 kilo weight here. So I can't bring it around with me iPad just fits in my bag. I can work on the go. I can go somewhere, continue drawing. Then I can always come back home and then have it vectorized. Got it. Got it. Listen, Yarzar, it's been a pleasure. It, it is my pleasure to have you on the Lot of Files podcast. It's not only been great to hear your story, but just dealing with the adversity and the challenges of being a creator with limited technology available. It's, it's inspiring. It's inspiring. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning 
knowing that I should and I can do more, even with less, because Yardarzal in Myanmar is making things happen with animation and body files are a small part of it. But to you, it seems like it's a big part because no one complains about your designs anymore and they just do whatever you say. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure talking about all the topics. I, have, I love to share all the stories, everything that's been through and how it can help everyone, especially if it can help everyone locally or globally, I'm all good. Thank you so much for this. Really wishing you an awesome day. Thank you. Thank you too. Thank you so much for having me on and see you again soon.